This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Hello, I'm James and my hips are moderately honest. And I'm here flying the ship solo today while Keen is off doing God knows what, God knows where. And we are getting into the halftime show put on by RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 6. Um, and usually there's a bit of pre-roll banter here, but you know what, I'm not going to banter with myself. Um, so we're going to get right into the episode where I am joined by the gastro gaze to chat about everything that happened, all of the looks, all of the queens. You're going to have a great time. Okay, so we jump straight in. The kids are back in the workroom. Silky's been booted. Mm-hmm. How are you guys feeling about that decision? I'd say I was probably more of the impression Akiria would probably go home just because I think Silky has some kind of spark that Akiria hasn't got, some kind of it factor. Um, although I have to say I'm not a huge fan of Silky either. So I was kind of like, who who whoever goes i don't care yeah <laughs> i'm not i'm pretty much exactly the same opinion i was not really a huge silky fan in fact i actually felt a little bit underwhelmed by silky i was kind of i get I, when it comes to all stars i'm very much uh give them a chance let them try again a lot of the time they're misunderstood yeah. or you know didn't get the good edit and all of these different excuses and i was like i'll give silky a chance mm-hmm. and i just constantly just felt a little bit like oh silky's just kind of flatlined for me compared to the high energy that yeah. she was bringing before um but happy enough that akira stayed i guess yeah. and i suppose actually you mentioned that this this like you say you like kind of the queens to get their redemption their second chances with an all-star season this cast pretty eclectic we'll say like <laughs> you know ma- many picks of people like many many sort of like unexpected choices so how have you been enjoying it overall in terms of the talent, in terms of the looks, in terms of the scale of the challenges, I've really been enjoying it. And I think it's queens who you hadn't expected. However, I'm seeing them in a new light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on the opposite end of things than you. <laughs> as, like, I was like, no, am. You were like not, no. I, I am like, having no part in this. I was like, oh, well, I, I, I'm quite, I'm one of these people of, if you're going to complain about it, there'll be a day where they'll just go, do you know what, we're cancelling Drag Race and there'll be no beautiful drag queens on television for you and you have to watch the Euros constantly or something <laughs> like that. And I was, I was, I'm always quite conscious of it. I'm like, just support it, just enjoy it, okay? <laughs> just watch this. And oh, I like the misery. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> you call yourself gay. Um, no, so we, so, so we, I was, the first episode, I was like, okay, open mind, everything like that. And thankfully, there was the two episodes in one mm-hmm. uh, release, I guess, because it, the first episode didn't do anything for me whatsoever. The second episode got better. And I'm loving, this week's episode was the best, as far as I'm concerned. The The idea behind it, the the talent the change of things yeah exactly and i think like to, to jump i suppose like, there really wasn't much like in in terms of the episode like it got right in mm. to, to like you kind of in instantly went from Rue walking into the workroom to these queens getting ready to do this yeah. and obviously they they'd been told ahead of time they needed to um select a queen because they had to produce the tracks and there was a couple of left field choices i feel before we get into the actual performance um, I had to look back over some of the other, like some of the options that they could have selected. Yeah. And so you had people like Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Shania Twain, Gwen Stefani, Janet Jackson, Jennifer Lopez, Ella Fitzgerald, a few of the people that were left off the list that, yeah. that really would have made perhaps better, better fits mm. for some of the, the queens who were there. I'm still, um, I'm still stuck on Fergie. I'm like, 
That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> who would? I mean, like of all of the people, all, of all of the amazing um, stars who have headlined, mm-hmm. <laughs> you go for Fergie. I mean, like a a singer who is fine and like has a few kind of hits and like has kind of a style also kind of hasn't um hasn't really got an iconic moment what made you land on fergie um, <laughs> are you talking about the producers of the halftime show or, or ginger minge just in general it's like what well, just to, <laughs> just to say Fergie, Fergie didn't headline the the halftime show. Mm. It was the Black Eyed Peas, exactly, which makes more sense. Mm. So the audacity of them not to give us at tonight feels like a good light style, Black Eyed Peas style of Fergie when they were doing this, because that at least you would have connected to the to to the, the I suppose the impression that you were being given, because it, it was so generic. They yeah, it really should was. have have asked her to squeeze all four of the group into. <laughs> that 30 seconds go 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 every five seconds a costume change let's just jump straight into talking about all of the the performances so ginger was up first with a version of geronimo as fergie mm-hmm. the icon yes established hashtag already Bridge, yeah hashtag all of the references <laughs> hashtag all of the other stuff i couldn't squeeze in but yes <laughs> Now, I don't know about you, but I found the the little they had one minute of time mm. to to they had one minute of time to fill, mm. and she spent a good twenty five seconds with her back to the camera yeah. walking yes. up those stairs, yeah. and I was like, mm. costume was great though, yeah, no, and, the like, co- and the costume did read uh, Fergie for me anyway. Mm. I could you could tell, and it was a really good attempt but the back it's it's the cardinal sin in a Mm. lip sync and maybe it's the different setting of it not being the main stage where you just think oh the cameras will catch me here there and everywhere perhaps who knows i'm not ginger's representative or anything (laughs) like that but maybe are you not no, I gave up that had job to, last year. Had, um, to leave, had to let her go during the uh, during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, "I want a pop." I was like, "No, you can do that yourself." I didn't quite understand, but um, the back the back really ruined it for her because it was such a short clip. Yeah, it stood out. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Ginger that I found it was her playing Ginger, and I'm kind of conflicted here because are they there to add themselves into the character that they're impersonating or are they there to just showcase the 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 actual character that they're trying to be or the performer exactly um and i think for ginger it was just ginger on stage really I, I do think that as we go through them, I think we'll we'll see this a bit more. But some artists have such a distinctive style. Mm-hmm. And as we said already, Fergie's not one of those artists. So there's some of them that didn't have to do a whole lot in order to like get to the point where you understood, oh, this is that person. Exactly. Because the like track was doing a lot of work for them. Mm. So this version, like this was a very sort of bland, sort of, you know, poppy, slightly more R&B version but it could have been any number of artists. Mm-hmm. The next one up was Eureka as Madonna, who I, I thought really killed us. I, I did really enjoy the, the whole performance and I thought that she looked phenomenal. Mm, it really, it was Madonna. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I did love the kind of conflicting energy between her and the other dancers throughout. Mm-hmm. It really worked because it was in a way giving off enough of Madonna, but also giving off enough of Eureka as well. And it, it, it worked as that impersonation. There's that well word. Done, I did well it this done. time. I completely agree. Tonight's Com- episode is sponsored by the word, <laughs> word impersonation. <laughs> and you'll never forget it again. No. Um, I thought that Eureka brought the attitude of that character. Mm. I think, yeah, absolutely is, um, yeah, smashed it. Also, I think that that Eureka had the benefit of that being probably the most iconic mm. of the the, the the halftime shows. Like yeah. that's the one I certainly watched. I mean, it's between it and Beyonce, but that's certainly mm-hmm. the one that I've watched most frequently. Yes, um, and the only one that I would go back to watch. Um, so next up was Diana Ross, and we've had a few rough Diana Rosses on <laughs> rough <laughs> on the uh, on the show I'm before. <laughs> 
just flowing in every yes. direction and she just had the right energy the right movement hit the right um heralds i think of that yeah character and yeah really really enjoyed it no it was i found that it was probably the most like recognizable representation mm. and it had like the bit of the supremes in there and the bit of mm-hmm. and the version like the, the song she was doing was the beginning yes yes yeah um and they really turned that into like a fun sort of 60s sounding yeah. like i i i thought her outfit was my this was my mm. favorite outfit of the whole night these trousers with the like it mm-hmm. was that's mm. divine. It yes. was that's pure drag. It really was. She, I, I would say now we've had probably the three in that first set. We had our ginger, we had our eureka, and we had our raja. And I think it's important to highlight that these are probably the best talking heads of the season. These three, these three queens. Like yeah, they're the I would ones agree. that you are waiting to see come on the come on the screen. Yeah. Do you think that raja is being set up in that role that we can take it that she's here for the long haul? Yes, I think. This is the big storyline, I think, of All Stars 6, is that we all saw her crash and burn and crumble. I mean, that reunion on her season, wow. I mean, has it ever gone that awful? Um, So this All Stars 6 is super important for kind of re-establishing her to the fandom and the audience and trying to offer her the best version of herself. And that is very highly pressured and you could easily crack under that but she's bringing it every week and has the looks has the personality has had a i guess has tried to rein herself in slightly and has kind of evolved a bit um and i've been really impressed by her every single challenge while we're talking about um, the confessionals and all that, can we just note that there's clearly not been a budget for glasses lenses in <laughs> for any of them? And I was like, except, except, I'll tell you, Trinity K. Bonet clearly has lenses in. Everyone else, it's just frames. And it's really annoying me because I'm looking at them going, oh my God, your glasses are beautiful. But I could poke your eye out easily. This is so confusing. So I weird tangent. I have to go film a thing for work in the next like week or two. And I got like a, an important urgent email where I had to let them know if I wore glasses. I had no idea that like that, that, that glasses like that you need different lighting and different. Mm-hmm. Th- tell, tell, tell the tale. This oh, is your moment to speak oh, your truth. Oh, so every every time there's a light, it's like getting um, a passport photos or anything like that. Like, okay, I'll, it's a complete side um, talk here. But when I get my passport photos, because I don't know if you can hear it, but I wear glasses. <laughs> and, and so when I go through airports back in the day, it would annoy me when they'd be like, oh, take your glasses off. Because it's like, well, I can't see what I'm doing then. Mm-hmm. at all or if it's like read the instructions on the screen I can't read it so when I came to my passport renewal I was like I need to have my glasses on in the picture but then you're trying to take the photo and there can't be a reflection so by the time it's done my glasses are like sitting up here against like the curve of the top of my head <laughs> in order yeah. so I'm still wearing them my head is down I'm looking you know sultry and all that type of stuff but there's no shine and that's just one of the problems that i have with glasses and light oh my god the most ironic (laughs) the most ironic thing for anyone who has the pleasure of having to wear glasses the irony is if you head in to try on a new pair you have to take off your current pair so you can't actually see yourself in your in your new glasses because it's not your I mean, I feel like Kian Kian should be here for this conversation. I feel like my mind is being blown in like you know spec savers level of like yes, of course. How would that never? Because I just assumed that just it was for like people who can see perfectly to go in and like oh, what would I look like with glasses on? Check your privilege. <laughs> oh, only actually you do that whenever I go in and get glasses. You're like, how do I look? And I'm like, I don't know. I can't see you. I'm like, and I have great eyesight. 
I'm like, oh my God, I think glasses re- really suit me. <laughs> <laughs> and so seeing these beautiful frames of glasses on, on Drag Race every single week, it's really frustrating me because I'm like, I can't see any lenses and I'd like to buy them. <laughs> but it looks quite impressive, especially Akira's. They look mm. complicated. Yes, yeah. No, but and there's a lot of they're, they're all putting a lot of like work into their their boy drag mm. looks, you know? Like Akira's giving kind of a bit of like a leopard print fetish yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? And sorry, the blue hair. I'm kind of loving oh. it. You're kind of no. sick of seeing blue hair. I'm everywhere. kind of over the blue hair thing. It's been hanging hanging around a few seasons and I'm just like, no thanks. I do agree. I'm sort of over the like pink and the blue in general. Mm-hmm. I kind of think, you know, we've moved past it now. You know, it was in, then like the pandemic happened and everyone did it dodgy to themselves. <laughs> and now, now let's all go back to our roots. Literally. Thank you. <laughs> Embrace your roots. Period. <laughs> but I, I was going to segue from the um, bad eyesight to to Yara Sophia, but then we oh. talked about bad hair instead. So we'll go to go to Yara Sophia. Yara Sophia, <laughs> who was doing a version of Cover Girl mm-hmm. in the style of Shakira from the neck down. <laughs> <laughs> now here's the thing about Jara Sophia. The moment she stepped on stage, you just knew, okay, she has Shakira down. But unfortunately, every, everybody's still looking at the lip sync. It's not just about the rolling of the body and all of that, because all of that was great. Yeah. But you need to hit the cues and hit the words exactly how they happen. So And believe in it in your yeah. face, you know? It she just didn't give off as if she was A enjoying it. She was just trying to get through it by the sounds of things or looks of things. And it just it, I, I, initially when I saw it, I was like, Oh my god, that was amazing, that was flawless, that was perfect. And then when the lip sync uh, or the critiques came through all I could think of was, actually, yeah, you're right. She wasn't really into it. I was just <laughs> looking at her ass. <laughs> I, look, Yara has been my favourite consistently in this competition. I loved her on her original season. Mm-hmm. I devoured that. I thought that she was really good even on, on All Stars 1, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a, a festering shit show. I was so <laughs> excited to see her back. And it, it, it's so annoying to me that she went home this week, but also kind of deserved yeah. it yeah because i want i want to be able to be indignant but i can't <laughs> if if i've been impressed by raja a lot the opposite end of that i've been unimpressed by jara a lot i i also adored her on her season and on all stars um far more so than alexis but that's a whole other conversation um <laughs> But I've felt a weird energy slash attitude offer in All Stars mm. Six that kind of I I own this. I'll sail through. Obviously, I'm the shit. So I mean, obviously, I'm staying. And um, even in the talent show, I was not a huge fan of that. I mean, like, okay, the gag of the boobs. I get it. It's funny. We all love but, a boob but joke. But then it just got repetitive <laughs> and I thought, come on, you can do something else. Or like, it can amp up a bit more than just <laughs> these huge tits. Because um, then that also... You get up on stage and do that. <laughs> See how difficult it is. <laughs> because then it also carried through into the lip sync and I was just like, oh, okay, mm, is yeah. she really just coming here offering that and like expecting it to win? So... Yeah. yeah, I've been unimpressed almost every week. And so this week I thought, okay, this is probably her time. And the attitude towards the end in particular, I don't know whether it was much of an act or whether it was genuine and sincere. Mm. It's really hard to tell because some people just laugh it off. Yeah. And her walking away felt real. Um, and on to someone who needed a redemption. It was the worst version of Sissy That Walk I've ever heard, presented by a very dull interpretation of Katy Perry by Scarlet Envy. <laughs> okay, so Scarlet. stumbling on stage in the shark outfit again, that was cute for like two seconds. And then you kind of went, okay, is there anything underneath that? Or are you simply a shark throughout this entire mm-hmm. thing? I think Scarlet has been 
amazing on the runway, has yeah. really invested in her drag, has really come into All-Star 6 polished. However, this week was a boot. Yeah, completely. <laughs> I am... Um, I think we we got this week's meme essentially out of it because of the shark in the in the workroom. <laughs> yeah. It's like thank you for this week's meme. It's perfect. It's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it really wasn't amazing. But you know, if you're going on a criteria of does it read as Katy Perry? Yes, kind of. I thought yeah. I thought I thought it was. I didn't think the song was great. I, you it, know, yeah, I, I, for it. But I could see Katy Perry in that and. You know, I was happy. Yeah, she, she also has glasses, FYI. So, <laughs> you're saying that there, there's, um, there's favoritism being given out here to glasses queens, clearly. But I, with with um, Scarlett, I think mm-hmm. it was probably would have been a wiser decision for her to have the two backing dancers in the shark costumes yeah. and for. And for her to just come out as because I think that would have, mm. I think that would have just looked better. And then the backing dancers having their bit of a reveal. I also forgot that in the workroom she just meandered over <laughs> in that that, that, that that like shark costume and said something along the lines of, "Oh, I'm just checking if you guys have any concerns." Yes, shark, I do. Plenty of them. <laughs> I think it had been. Um, to introduce the shark character arc into the whole thing just so yeah. as she arrived on stage is shark arc could just be shortened to shark, shark. shark. Yeah. here's the other critique i felt um it's also scarlet envy as scarlet envy on stage as opposed to her as Katy perry, Katy perry so yeah. again i struggled on her um in the challenge but on the runway, that outfit was amazing. So, yeah. Um, next up is probably one of the most unique things oh that we have ever had on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. It was Kylie Sonique Wood. Kylie Sonique Woods. Who's Kylie Sonique Woods? <laughs> I think Sonique she's a Love. newsreader at the BBC. Um, but we're talking about Kylie Sonique Love here. <laughs> As, as Steven Tyler from in full drag king yeah. performing If I Dream, which is one of those like weird middle of the road, mm. mid-tempo nah. RuPaul songs, which I don't hate. I do skip over it when it comes on <laughs> to, the, to the players, but I don't hate it. I, I, I thought this was, I did this on everything. It was yeah. brilliant. Like, I, first, firstly, how amazing was it for... Uh, Kylie to say the thing uh, of what was it oh I played a boy for 27 years <laughs> of my life whatever um, so I think I can I can do it for a couple of minutes and I was like oh hearing that and hearing um, that kind of conversation in Drag Race is so important and so lovely uh, to see then Steven Tyler lips the at lips. the very oh, end the fucking lips oh, it was perfect <laughs> Also, also the really overly heavy jacket and like (laughs) struggling to turn it. It it was Stephen Tyler on stage. It really was. It was so perfect. Mm. Like, I I honestly, like I I would say right now that I I deserved absolutely to be in the top. If if not even to have won the whole thing. Mm. Also, just for the statement, that exact statement Mm. about kind of like I played a boy for 26 years, the empowerment of Mm. that. For yeah. trans people watching and, and part of it, and showing, and also like this is the first time we've ever had a drag king yeah. on on uh, on Drag Race. Uh, we, I I don't know. I I don't know how our next up crazy face Jan, uh, mm. who was doing what song did Jan do? A little bit, a of little love. bit of love. Which which I just um, it transported to Drag Race UK every time I hear. Always. Of course, <laughs> but. Can we just say, are we all in the same camp here of being disappointed that there wasn't a jump at the end of it? Where was the jump? I mean, it, it, it was handed to you on a platter. That is the gig. That is the thing about this. Where was the jump? You are absolutely right. And like, they were all like, so the, the unlike all of the other of these like rusicals and divas lifestyle things before, like these were all being recorded independently mm. and you know, they, they had their two backing dancers and whatever, and that's how it was. So they could very easily have had Jan jump off the edge of something. We didn't need to see where she off was jumping Off the edge of into. Gory. <laughs> Why yeah, not? Exactly. 
or Arklow, oh, you know, yeah. you're sick of it. Either one. <laughs> but no, they could have just had her throwing herself into a big load of foam and we just needed to see that, like, the launch. Mm-hmm. We didn't need to see the, the actual jump and it would have... I do think she got the essence of Gaga in the... When... Less so in the sort of choreography bit, but in the competition, or in the thing with the big shoulders and everything, she did get the Gaga energy mm-hmm. across. Her face... Was giving me too Disney though. It wasn't uh, oh, giving yeah. me kind of like Gaga sort of monster. And ferocity. the makeup as well. You comment about the makeup. You were like, that's like, very small. Yeah. I was very like, small. come on, you have to go big if you're gonna play the Gaga. And like, I felt she she 100 committed to the character and clearly enjoyed it and is clearly a great singer and entertainer but it was very you know kind of like orchestrated or like a stage show instead of a like I don't know I think she got too much into her own head about it potentially but of course this is again let's talk about redemptions this was kind of her redemption uh, because of the iconic face <laughs> from her own season with the Madonna yeah. challenge in the in runway or whatever it's it, it, it you know winning this challenge was important but th- I don't know there was a, there was an air of entitlement mm. a little bit in that terms I try to knock away when I think of Jan mm-hmm. and try again to give everyone a fair chance in all stars <laughs> but then there's a certain level of entitlement when it's like singing and dancing is my thing so i should win yeah also i kind of think if you're like oh me and gaga were just a saying because we both like to sing and we both do like <laughs> stage performances and like you know we're both from near new york and we both do like we both like pizzas yeah, like, yeah. you know what no that does not make you like lady gaga it, 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 i i am not the biggest fan of jan and i'm trying my best not to kind of because because keen's on. not here to like even he's not here to like even even me out go on but, <laughs> go on <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I do are find here. you're incredibly insincere. Mm. I do find you're incredibly insincere. And I thought that this win was produced purely for the yeah. 100%. And it was not deserved. No. And I would say, <clears throat> I, I would argue that she had the most complicated choreography of the, the night and she did it extremely well. And that, like, she did have a lot of, like, the gaga-isms yeah. in there. And yeah. she did the, like, foot up on the piano. Mm-hmm. And that was all good. So I, I wouldn't query her placement in the top necessarily completely agree but did not deserve to win especially Just, on that look so I, yes. the stage look um, the, the the outfit for the runway come on I mean that was like a really weird colour palette really odd choice of hair I mean I get the challenge but it was just like is that really the thing that you? <laughs> Is that all? What was the What was the pink video in the? <gasps> um, trouble. That's mm. it. Like that's what I got off it. I was like, that is like background dancer in pink trouble <laughs> video. Um. So next up was Akira doing Prince, and they did an interpretation of "I Bring the Beat." Mm-hmm. I have feelings that they were somewhat done dirty by the fact that they had to perform on a very small space with two backing dancers. And therefore, a lot of the critique they got was that there wasn't enough kind of freeness. But obviously, Mm. they're in a COVID thing where they have to remain at least two meters away from the dancers. Mm -hmm. So there was a very limited space on that stage (gasps) that Akira could work in. Oh my God, the rigorousy theory. Yes. <laughs> but you know what? Though? These are the things. These are the things that you 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 look at on these shows and you go, actually, yeah, that does make sense. It was, and it's that funny thing of the very first interpretation. I was like, oh, brilliant. And then I was like, as the I minute think, went, I think gone. I probably sprinkled it. I think you started like full, like, oh yay, great, and then I sprinkled a bit of like. Mm, is that really Prince or like is it slightly too Akira I'm not sure is it really amping up everything about Prince because Prince is all about the subtleties yeah and it's the and it's uh, and it's the attitude it's the movements it's in the small stuff it isn't sounding exactly that way Mm -hmm. um and I thought I thought from earlier on they like started this oh Akira's stumbling here so I kind of already knew um this is probably not going to be her night. 
Yes. I, overall with the performance, didn't think it was very good. And I think that the, it was a strange left field choice to have made. I probably, when I was looking through the list of other options, I thought that Janet Jackson, it's obviously a pity. Mm. Like, it's Janet Jackson is the most iconic of the the halftime show, right? you know, performances. And you've got that next slip <laughs> moment, you know? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Come through, Justin, where's your apology? Um, <laughs> On the line is Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Phoning in, bringing around to apologies. <laughs> I I didn't put Britney in a conservatorship. I, I promise. Hashtag <laughs> free Britney. Uh, but or Ella Fitzgerald would have been another one yeah. because mm. it would have required a little less choreography. And we did see that there was a variety. Like this wasn't a full-on dance challenge. There was a variety of choreography sort of given out. Like if you look at what say Diana Ross did mm. versus what Gaga did, you know, there's a lot of room there for a more subtle performance. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I think Akira might have been better going for. Something that required a little less dance. Because next was was Carol Channing. So that was Pandora Box reclaiming mm. the um raspberries. The, the role. <laughs> the <raspberries>. Carol Channing <laughs> reclaiming that role, reclaiming her time. Um, and I did really enjoy this. I thought it was mm, brilliant. Same. It, but it was it was odd because it didn't fit in then with the rest of the the rest of what we were seeing. No. Very, it, it did feel like a comedic interlude during the <laughs> halftime, <laughs> halftime, halftime show. Um, and here's your granny. Yeah. Now, <laughs> like I'm thinking about prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, th- granny! Isn't that normal? Um, <laughs> the thing, the thing about Pandora. Um, Pandora is very much, I hate to use this expression, but Pandora is very much in a box in terms of <gasps> what went there. I went there, in terms of um, the things you might expect from her, in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, you wouldn't see Pandora box coming out and pretending to be Katy Perry. So would you say we look at her through a very specific lens? Yes. That we... Oh, oh, the glasses. <laughs> oh, the glasses stuff just keeps rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is over. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. No, we, we, all, we all see her through the eyes of what we think she's very talented at. And that is comedic and camp and mm-hmm. classic. And... Mm-hmm. On one hand, in if this is a, an assignment, it's like, right, she, you know, the list started at the most recent one and she basically went, then to the end of it, I'll go right to the very beginning because yeah. that is very much her style and her stance. You know, get to Snatch Game again and be interesting to see. It's very mm. unlikely that she'd be doing anyone from this century. Um, <laughs> you know, and so. here she is in Snatch Game as Carol Channing again. <laughs> you know, th- it's very likely, but it was Pandora playing to her strengths. And what is wrong with playing to your strengths in a competition where exactly. you're trying to There's win? $100,000 on the line. Right. You want to play to those strengths. Exactly. I mean, had she... <laughs> Any other option, really? I mean, if you think about all of the other options, who else could she have really played? Especially and like, when Carol Channing's name is on the list. <laughs> like, oh, no, absolutely not that one. <laughs> so the only person who I thought that she could have, have potentially chosen would have been Shania Twain. Because she did mm. that kind mm. of like country thing did. a while ago, yeah. so that was that was a potential one. But I, I do think that, that I, I feel like she probably was given this role and be like, "You be Carol Channing, and we'll all have a great laugh." Yeah. And she took it and she did a really good job. Totally. I, I definitely enjoyed it, and I, I think that it probably was it definitely was one of the stronger safe ones for me. Mm. Yes, agreed. Mm. Um, especially if you're considering the outfit on the runway, it was very plain nice safe it was different to everything else that was on there which made it stand out but it was also very basic and very basic. but it was also very pandora yeah. rather than trying to, for pandora to act and look like someone else it was pandora sticking inside mm, that, our box exactly and so last up was like uh, the, moment, moment, the moment the moment this is the moment she is the moment she oh. is the moment she is the mother i never had she is the sis no no did she go to trinity <laughs> k bonet <laughs> <laughs> it was just oh. like and everything else was the warm-up act and here is the main event trinity k bonet as beyonce and i mean from the first beat until oh until God. the last one Note perfect, just embodied, embodied, and was perfection consumed by. 
Yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Possessed by yeah. somewhere in a bed in Beverly Hills. Beyonce was convulsing <laughs> on the ground, yeah. having an out-of-body experience. And then last because- night watched it and went, that explains <laughs> that night. And then said, finally, all y'all, finally offered me something I won't cringe watching because as they rightfully pointed out throughout the entire episode, she has been done bad yeah. several times over. Ooh. And there yeah. are several apologies that should have been issued. Mm-hmm. I am living mm-hmm. for the sheer fact that part of this series is like part clip show like <laughs> and and it's remembering all of these classic moments rather than <laughs> referencing them and just kind of going what's that what happened there actually showing us them and it's reminding us of some of the worst uh, yes. times because i loved the fact that they brought they went back to the sammy davis jr in the wig <laughs> comment a couple of times yes. and then also i don't know if you saw on Instagram or Twitter, I can't remember which one, Bianca actually tweeted and was like, oh, well, well <laughs> that's me told. I guess she is Beyonce. <laughs> but like, I'm just, I, I, I have the photos of them all here in, um, in the different outfits and I just keep looking at Trinity going, oh my God, it's Beyonce. Actually, no, that's Trinity. And it's kind of like messing with my eyes again. Um, but completely <laughs> messing with me in that sense that, you just kept taking a double glance going, is this really... It was so spot on. It was so perfect. It was a perfect close. Totally. Yeah, I, um, I think it was... It, 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 what you guys are saying, there was an embodiment of this. Like, this is what you were looking from all mm. of the rest of the, the contestant. And mm-hmm. she was the only one who really, like, hit the nail yeah. on the head with it. So, as you know, Pod is part of the Headstuff Podcasting Network, and you can go on over there to headstuffpodcast.com and sign yourself up to be one of our most beautiful special friends. Uh, for just €5 euro a month, you get access to all of our bonus material and all of the bonus material from all of the other shows on the network, including one which you're going to pay a little clip from, basically with Stefan Presner. But we all could stand to know a bit more about what's going on in the world around us, and from understanding the roles in government with guests like the Shock and Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald, Minister for Finance, Pascal Donahue, to breaking down complicated topics into the very basics, personal finance, personal and mental health, and everything else from death to taxes. Let's have Stephanie tell us a bit about her podcast. My name is Stephanie Preisner, and my podcast is called Basically. And basically, it makes complex things basic. Are you confused by health insurance? Are you confused by getting a mortgage? Are you confused about how to sort out your personal finances? Any of the things that confuse you, I can make basic for you. We've had guests like Luke O'Neill, Harry Barry, Mary Lou MacDonald, Roz Purcell, and on Taoiseach, Nihal Martin. It's hard for me to promote the podcast because it really is what you want me to explain. So tune in and I hope you like it. Let's quickly run through the, the looks mm. of the runway. Uh, let's not spend too much time because we went deep dive yeah. into all of those queens. Um, so first up was Ginger. I did, I really like this look. I thought the mm. hair was gorgeous. I love the color. It was very kind of it, what you expect from Ginger. Mm, totally. Toos, Boos, agree. Agreed. agreed. Absolutely. All, absolutely agreed. Yes. Uh, Eureka was up next and probably my favorite outfit of the whole night. The, the pink <gasps> ruffle. The, the cowboy thing. Gemma Collins. <laughs> The second she walked out, all I saw was Could never achieve that level of glamour. (laughs) Let's just say that, but yes. I felt, I actually felt like it almost carried the Madonna look through. Because it was like with the whole music feel. And I was like, now I'm seeing Gemma Collins. I think Gemma Collins doing Madonna for like a BBC Halloween party. Yeah, that she doesn't turn up for. Yeah, that would be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I thought she looked sensational. And as she has every week. Yeah. Her runways are incredible and actually are really exciting to see as well. Next up was Raja. I preferred the look, the similar look that Trinity made in the ball challenge Mm -hmm. a week or two ago. Mm -hmm. I thought that was nicer than this, but it was still very pretty. I'm still stuck on the image of her as a tree. (laughs) It's all I ever see anytime I think of her now. (laughs) Actually, as the episode began, the two of us said, that meme is only a week old. (laughs) And I've aged a million years. I, I have not gotten tired of it and I don't think I will for a while. No. That tree side of, and seeing it just in places you don't expect. <laughs> it enriches every day. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> um, next up was Yara. What did you guys think about this? 
It, I instantly, I know it isn't the same as the outfit that she had with the Papadon, but it was. It, it reminded me of that series. <laughs> it's a Papadon! <laughs> um, it was iconically Yara. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly her style. I think in comparison to the others in the lineup, it wasn't really hitting the brief, I think, um, so much. But, you know, I, I appreciate it. I love her in dreadlocks. I love Suits that. Suits so much, yeah. Um, no, it really does. But yeah, I could take or leave the outfit, yeah. I, I didn't love the windmill hair mm-hmm. or understand <laughs> the need for the windmill hair. Because it was, the, the concept of the runway was frills. Mm-hmm. And I think frills are a strange, like, like, uh, did you think that anything on the runway really had frills or was it just a lot of ruffles? There's a lot of ruffles. A lot of ruffles. Yeah. I'm, I mean... <sighs> After you ask that, I guess Jan is the frilliest of all of them. And he's saying that with his hand oh over God. candles he, yeah. to make sure like, he's like, I, have I guess Jan sheep. is the man. I can't believe I offered her a compliment there. Wow. Scarlet was next with her kind of mid-length kind of very tooly, mm-hmm. sort of transparent fully just I loved the like sparkly bustier bit. Mm. I thought it looked gorgeous hat as well. And going on. I, the lips had sparkles on them mm. as well. So I appreciated that. Um, it just I meant th- that I just ended up having sugar in the Moldovan entry for Eurovision this year stuck in my head because <laughs> that is very much in keeping with that. <laughs> it's all I could think of. Next up was Sonique, whose look I loved with all of the like, Falling fringiness mm. and potentially the most beautiful she's looked. Completely agree on the this series, and that's a hard hill to get past because she has looked pretty stunning every single week. Hundred percent. I think her and Eureka are really bringing the the polish every week, um, yeah. and she just always looks. Sensational mm. every single time, mm. flawless, completely flawless. And I think we're seeing as well that in the like she hasn't yet had an, an opportunity to maybe show her kind of like acting or comedy performances. Yes. Mm. But I, I'm excited to see what she can do because she has so much natural charisma. Mm. And it's like it's interesting if you remember her from from season two. Mm. And obviously during season two, there was a whole internal dialogue going on. There was a whole kind of like other layer of issues. So like in addition to being part of the competition, like was obviously working through all of that stuff. So it's it's not mm-hmm. surprising that that she came off as a little disconnected, but has just mm-hmm. come back and is just such a realized person. I, 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 I'm absolutely in love with 100%. 100%. Yeah. And now on to someone that none of us love because uh, the terrible is Jan didn't enjoy this. No. Background uh, dancer to a bewitched video. No. Um, <laughs> and I really don't want to talk about this look anymore. Let's, <laughs> let's skip straight past. I will skip past Pandora because we, we yes, already gave yes. our opinions. Like straight on to the TKB in that orange dress, which I thought was. It reminded me of Gaga's meat. Dress, not Gaga's meat. <laughs> I Gaga's thought, meat dress. I thought it was kind of the thing that she'd have probably had on on her season on six. Mm. So I was kind of like, mm, okay, appreciate that. It's like it's like a fine look. Yeah. It's like beautiful. Her hair, incredible. The jewels, yeah, amazing. But it's not bringing on the storyline for me. Who it's the kind of thing I'd have seen her in on six, yeah. and it's yeah. All Stars six now. So a lot of time has passed. Um, so I found it just a bit standard. Very, very that. Just very sort of basic. Could have been any runway. Yeah. Really, yes. Didn't feel super elevated. Um, and last up was Akira. <sighs> I okay. love this this like three in one. Um I'm hungry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I loved this three in one reveal that just transformed. Now was it fully polished in my opinion? Not really. It did kind of did, what's what's the um word she nasty <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nasty flower. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love. Um but I just adored the reveal and it was more than just 
reveal, it had the next level of becoming the train, and I just thought that mm. was stunning. And I think, you know, in in ordinary rules, um, I think that this would have made her safe overall. Mm-hmm. Um, lip sync Agreed, yeah. yeah. I think on Drag Race, sometimes if you bring out that look that yeah. you have hiding over there, and you've had a pretty shoddy week. You think mm, this is the time I'm going to bring out that, and I'm and I am going to be safe. And the moment that she came out, and then it unraveled and 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 unfurled, yes. evolved. I thought, okay, that has her saving her ass. Um. So so then I was kind of shocked that they had her in the two because I thought that look was sensational. Yeah, but it would have screwed the edit up then. <laughs> they would have had to go back and redo it. Exactly. <laughs> it's not about the looks, it's about the edit, really. Yeah. yeah. It's all done live. I think as well, like it, it, it the 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 storyline producers for the thing and the people who are kind of like pulling together the bits, like they can't do anything about what the queens bring for the runway. Yeah. So when the person who's obviously like destined for the bottom brings out something like that, it just like it just speaks to the like that that create creativity mm. and i was really worried that it was going to be like kind of the the butterfly situation yeah. and it was going to like go really badly and it was going to end up with sort of you know people sprayed on the floor or whatever <laughs> but it, I, yeah I, I mean i think this is definitely the best she's looked at yes. the most sort of creative and mm. out of the box she's taken yes. it like fantastic mm. um so we finally get to we finally get to our our, our our judging. Safe queens are Pandora, Scarlet, Raja, and Kylie. Our tops are Jan, Trinity, and Eureka, and our bottoms are Yara, Akira, and Ginger. Would you agree or disagree? On mm. on the tops, bottoms, yes. I probably the only thing I probably would have put in um, uh, Kylie Sonique into there as top because I thought it was fantastic, but. Other than that, I, I'm agreeing. Yeah, the tops I'd have had Eureka, Kylie Sonique Love, Trinity, and I've, I would probably have Jan in there. Again, this candle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the bottoms, I'd have probably put Scarlet in there just because, you know, you're getting to this portion of the, of the competition mm. and she hasn't really stood out, has been consistently great, but... Yeah you're kind of like, okay, so when are you going to stand out? Um, so I'd have probably put her there. But yeah, I think in viewing the episode, I was like, oh, mm. I those aren't the ones that I thought, but yeah. actually in processing it, it kind of makes sense now. Even Jan's win makes a little bit of sense, especially with, you know, the performance and everything like that and some of the other looks falling down Mm. like Trinity's look was not a winner's look um, Mm. unfortunately so thank you for ruining that (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that I was able to be with here to be with with here with you tonight to take you on this journey of undermining your love of Trinity and and opening you to the church of Janatology (laughs) oh no so the the bottom two are Yara and Akira I think we can all agree yeah. that that was definitely that was the the right sort of the right decision i would have said as well that scarlet over ginger probably yeah. in the bottom three um and the top of the i i still think that sometimes you get a performance that is so iconic that it deserves to overlook whatever has come around it and i think that trinity deserves that moment yeah. tonight yeah. and i feel like as if maybe because she had won last week they didn't want to do it again and they wanted to have jan be the they wanted mm. Jan to have a redemption moment. So there's a little bit of a little bit of games there. But, but Jan still had not- a face after losing the lip sync. Haven't even got well, that- there yet. I know. <laughs> well we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay, so backstage quickly, this this tact of Yara's yes. to basically be as obnoxious as possible to everybody. Mm. Do you think that that played into her ending up going home? One hundred percent. Totally. I mean it's not endearing whatsoever. <laughs> Of like you're offered this opportunity, and the queens are kind of like encouraging her of like oh, you really should you know plead your case because yeah. there's cameras Did around. Did she say along the lines of I don't care? Like yes. it, it was just like so like okay wow <laughs> rude. I think for this episode, obviously, Akira was shitting it of like oh uh, I'm here again I. Got saved the last time, so Just I'm probably by the skin, yeah, of her skin of her teeth. So I'd say she was like, "Oh, for Christ's sake, I'm heading home." Mm. 
Yeah. So Yara actually helped her stay because I of her of her of her attitude mm-hmm. and her her approach to the the game. Play mm-hmm. the game. It's it's orchestrated what, so that you hit all of these arcs and all of these notes so i think she sealed her own face Mm. in how she acted and the queens were like give me something to work with i mean like at least try and she was having none of it also i have to say the pressure of being in that situation and having to make that choice if someone gives you i don't care energy and you can hang your decision on something that they're giving you you are gonna take it Mm. totally because it is like you are you are take you are absolving me of responsibility (laughs) for something that i'm gonna have to do Thank you, Yara Sophia, for giving me that big "don't give a fuck" energy. Yeah. Like it is, it yeah. So we get onto the main stage, back back onto the main stage, and we are joined by Miss Jessica Wilde, friend of the pod, Jessica Wilde. The dreams um, of a that- golden child. But I am so disappointed that she didn't come out on stage and just go, "I love this dream." As I. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like where I was like I get that the like you know the the cock mask thing mm-hmm. was like you know but we already had one inanimate like animal costume that we were falling in love with. We didn't have time for another. Right. She should have come out with a cocktail and been like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't have classed her as a lip sync assassin. So I think we're we're starting to maybe lose the ultimate aim of that thing of like here are yeah. queens who kicked ass on their seasons and or won um yeah. and so just iconic queens who will never be asked back for a season of all stars potentially but it's nice yeah. to have them involved for the reunion yeah. it's sort of like and here's your cousin in now involve involve your cousin everybody play nice no she absolutely mm. killed it mm. now we had so we had jessica on the when we were covering an episode of drag race spain mm. a couple of weeks back and when we were chatting to her she said that she had felt very frustrated in the way that they had edited her lip edited her lip sync performance against tatiana and mm. she was saying like at the time she was saying oh i just wish i had a chance to redeem myself obviously she did not mention to us that this was coming <laughs> up so she was like she fully knew that that moment was on the horizon the sneaky bitch <laughs> <laughs> Again, story <But> was, <laughs> I mean, she she is she is an icon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we think that that uh, do we think that this is going to be the reintroduction Jessica Wilde needs to potentially see herself on an All Stars seven, eight, nine down the road, or do you think that this is just a? I think this is the reintroduction of her because you know they're beginning to go further and further into the archives of time and. <laughs> Here's an an eight thousand year old queen. <laughs> Here's know. a season one queen in high definition. <laughs> um, and but so- then the advantage of that is that this these queens have had the longest time to develop and create their talent and figure out what they are doing with their talent and everything. But also, there's a whole audience who are going, "Oh, I'm not watching that thing from like." Mm. Tw- 200 years ago I'll just start in <laughs> season 9 instead and yeah. it's quite nice and especially for I guess us old timers with watching the show it's old really timers. cool to see these people back yeah, yeah I think cool. I think groovy I think it's an odd choice to ha- to include her in this role so I think it is a kind of a reintroduction of her to the wider audience mm. yeah yeah no, I, I, and I would be excited to see what she might bring. It, it is though. This now continues the narrative of queens from earlier seasons being booted off because we've seen it with, in all all stars so far. Those like season one to four queens don't stick around that long. Yeah. Uh, d- where, I know we all agreed that Yara sort of shot herself in the foot by kind of the way she behaved, and it's not surprising to see her to a senior gun. But were you disappointed to see her walk off stage? Or were you ha- were you like this is we're we're done with this now? Um, I was sad to see her go. I I thought Akira had the higher chance to stay, so it was kind of predictable. But um, I was sad because I think she has come to close to the final every single time before, mm-hmm. and this is only about halfway, so it feels a bit like. 
she hadn't the opportunity to really show everything for All Star Six. However, I think she stood in her own way um, in terms of her um, in terms of her approach mm. overall. I think it has been kind of an act of sorts, over the top, over egging everything, kind of annoying the other queens, mm. um, serving on the on the runway every week and. Um, in the challenges but yeah I was sad to see her go but there's something about her energy this time around that I was like mm, y- Where, your own fault whereas girl. I was like rather than being sad to see her go I was like well take your attitude and you know stand outside the room young lady um, and <laughs> think about what you've done because I, ju- I just I I, I I see these um, opportunities in all stars as great chances to redeem yourself to get a new fan base to release yourself to a whole new world of people who may Mm -hmm. never experience your original uh, drag race uh, season Mm -hmm. and I just felt it was just the the level of entitlement the 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 laziness you know the other week with the outfit where it's like oh you haven't even started oh I'll just pop it on later on pop it on it's a pop it on later on you know things like that those kinds of things I'm like for me I get that that's your uh, shtick and everything but as a viewer I don't enjoy that and it it was for me it was like okay bye you're grand Lisa Kira was giving us something else and a bit more Uh, yeah I I kind of agree with um, I kind of agree with this pity both of you I actually agree with both of Good. you that I'm really sorry to see her go because I think she was mm. bringing such an interesting vibe mm. to the competition but that vibe always didn't feel fully like clued into actually wanting to win it felt just sort of like a weird distortion or something mm. so also like yeah kind of was happy enough for her to go but also could very much see her whatever this game mm-hmm. is in the game I feel like she is a strong contender totally to And also, if we think just briefly to All Stars 1, her and Pandora have had opposites now because it's her who's staying and it's Yara who's leaving, you know? So Mm. they've had the experience in All Stars 1 and in All Stars 6. And it's interesting to see how they've completely approached All Stars 6 very differently. Um, Okay, so last up. Patrick first, who is going to win? So a prerequisite for this one, obviously at the start of this, I said I wanted no one and I was having no part in this whatsoever. He's going to say Jan, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, it's not going to be Jan. I am team Trinity K. Bonet. I think um, I was was scared for her um, the time of her in episode Mm. two or three mm. that she really was like oh are you going to sashay away um but i'm really really impressed by her so i hope she wins i would probably go on the same answer but for the variety's sake i'll actually say scarlet because there's i think a lot of people are sleeping on her a little bit she was such a queen in her own season but is really bringing something new and different and i just want to see a little bit more from her to see maybe another talent or two coming out something to really surprise and shock us and i really think then you'd go okay she's one to beat who i think will win though Oh, that wasn't asked. Mm. Well, I mean, go go off, sis. <laughs> Eureka. I'm team Eureka to win, 100%. I want her to win, and I feel like it's either going to be her or Raja in my... Yes, in, in my agreed. Place. I think yeah. if we are only speaking on experience now, they've had the highest upward shot of this. Um, so I think they are the two currently to beat. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you for joining me for a very long conversation <laughs> about all things uh, Drag Queen slash Halftime Show. Slash uh, Specsavers. Slash yeah. Specsavers. We got into we got into those glasses details. I'm going to go around and I'm going to read up about all this. I'm going to become like an advocate for the glasses community. Everyone... <laughs> Everyone so needs- inclusive. <laughs> Stop being a spectator. Oh. Be a spectacipant. <laughs> 
end this now. <laughs> okay, You've gone okay. too far. <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> before, before we go, tell me, where can people go to find you and all of the delicious things that you oh, do? Oh, all the delicious things we do. We're mostly on Instagram, which is at gastrogaze, and that's G-A-Y-S as opposed to G-A-Z-E, as most people seem to assume. Um, yes, we're gay. What a slip our eyes. Um, and we're on all social media there, but that's the main place where we are. We also have a podcast called Chew the Fat, where we explore the world of Irish food and drink, and that's very delicious and that goes out every Friday and we also have our debut book coming out in 2022 called Hot Fat which is a book entirely dedicated to our love of deep fried food oh my god I will be <laughs> on the book tour that's where I'll be across <laughs> Ireland, every town in Ireland you'll find us there <laughs> you got a cheaper we'll be there <laughs> yeah. love it um, well thank you so much for joining me guys thank you uh, thank you thank so you. much So that's it. Yara Sophia has left the competition. And I, for one, am very sorry to see her go. If you feel some type of way about it, head on over to our Instagram page, Pod. You can let us know what you think or what you thought of the episode. Um, and you can join myself and Kian back here on Thursday for the next episode of Drag Race España. Uh, until then, don't forget that you can support us over on the Headstuff Podcast Network membership platform. Five euro a month to support us for the content that we create uh, would be so gratefully appreciated. So until next time, bye! This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.